0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, we give you the grades for Moritz Sider, Alex Nedeljkovic, and Adam Ernie. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today, like I said in the cold open, we're going to be doing the player grades for Cider, Nadelkovich, and Adam Ernie. We like to, if you guys have noticed a trend, we like to do one fun player, one meh player, and one like... Let's just say two map players. Let's keep it nice. Keep it civil. Um, Scotty, when it comes to Moritz Cider, let's just get right into it. First of all, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Now let's get right into it. Um, he, we, we keep saying this tale of two seasons because there are a lot of players on this team who either started hot and cooled off or started cold and then finished hot. Cider is the latter half. He finished this season with 42 points, 5 goals and 37 assists, which is 2 goals shy of what he set last year in his rookie season and a good 6 points less than he did or 6 assists less his rookie season as well for a total of 42 points compared to his 50 in that first career year with the Detroit Red Wings in which he won the Calder Trophy. But so just because I said that very complicated 50 points his first year, 42 points the second year a little bit of a step down in production. But I feel like a lot of hockey-minded people would have told you that's a little bit to be expected as, one, the roster had a lot of turnover, you had a new head coach, and he's going into his sophomore season, which is very famously, and maybe a little bit superstitiously, but there is some merit to that, a a pretty big year for rookies to slide back is that second year in the NHL. Um, But I think overall he handled it pretty well Scotty, when it comes to Moritz Sider, who again played 82 games for, his, he hasn't missed a single game in his first two season, which is astounding. What kind of grade are you given, Moritz Sider? Um, yeah, this this one, I
1: feel really, really good about a B. Uh, I, I feel really good about that. I, I think uh he a lot of people going into the season were like oh my goodness look how good the rookie year was what kind of step forward can he take again like what what can he put up in year two like is he going to take another giant leap forward and if he would have done that obviously that would have been an a and we didn't see like the the massive step forward necessarily of like uh whether it comes to production or, or, or really any grading scale, we didn't see like a a different version of him of like, Oh my goodness. You know, like this this is crazy. He just keeps getting better and better and better. But that being said, he still had a really, really nice year. I think he still uh, in the second half of the season still took a little, like took steps forward, uh, even if they weren't huge. Um, and yeah, I, I think that this was a really, really solid year of, uh, you know, if you were going into the season, if you were like, Hey, uh, great step forward would be awesome. But if we can just at the end of year two for cider, look back and just say, you know what, this was a really solid year. Um, we're, we're looking for him to take another step forward, maybe in year three. And we still feel the same way about him that we did after year one. And I think he did that. and, and certainly. After which I'm sure we're uh, we were going to talk about anyway, uh, especially once he was on a pairing with Jake Walman. Like the, the first three months of the year, uh, when it wasn't him and Jake Walman, uh, he did not have very great production. That pairing was not very great of him and Charat, like as far as analytically, etc. Like really any merit. Uh, or, or any grading scale, they they didn't, they, they w- wasn't a very good pairing together, and we were kind of like, man, like cider just the the production's not there. They're they're getting scored on a lot. That pairing is like this is kind of weird. And then Jake Wallman in January happened, and from then on out, it was uh, an absolute uh, for both of them, just an electric factory. They both looked way way better. Wallman lo- I guess looked good no matter who he was with, but uh, cider looked way better. And I, I think from like January through the end of the season, honestly, we really saw the the Merit Sider that we were not only used to from year one, but that we were kind of expecting going into year two. So yeah, not a not a blow you away. Oh my goodness, this is you know, he's just transcending into the best defenseman in the league in year two already type of season. But Uh, certainly still a a nice solid year that you can build upon and and take another step forward in year three.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I I forgot to actually set the table for how we're grading works in this, right? right. So I'm supposed to do this at the start of every episode, but it slipped my mind. Again, when we grade these players, we're grading them based on our expectations, Scotty and I's expectations of these players. So not all A's and B's are created equal. So yesterday we gave an A plus to Woolman and we've given an A to Dylan Larkin. Those are not the same A's. They're getting A's compared to how our expectations of them, they're battling themselves in our mind. We're not comparing them to other players in the league. You know, Connor McDavid, it would get like an S. So giving Dylan Larkin an A isn't saying that Larkin's close to Connor McDavid. It's just comparing them to their own, to themselves and our expectations of what that should be.
1: Yeah. It's all based on what our expectations going into the year were for each individual player. So very, very subjective.
0: It's also incredibly arbitrary because we don't have like a formula um, but that being said, I agree with you. I think I'd give Moritz Sider a B as well. And you brought it up. That the big thing, the big sticking point was that he, early in the season, was paired with Ben Chirot, and they just did not gel whatsoever. And, I mean, there's something to be said about, like, how all-star defensemen are going to look, look good no matter who they're playing with. But the fact that he's, like, 21 and he's you know he's still, let's be honest, probably need, would... He's not to the point yet where he's going to dominate every single pair. He's still so young. And so that entire, he played a total of 545 minutes with uh, Ben Sherratt, Scotty, and they didn't expected goals, four percentage at even strength of 43.59%. They got dominated when they're on the ice. The other team had way more quality shots than the Red Wings did, but then about halfway through the season, that finally changed. Jake Wallman got promoted to the top pairing and Jake Wallman and uh, Moritz Sider in 640 minutes together at even strength. So, even more than he and Ben Sherat played, had a goal, expected goals, four percentage of 51.34. So, when those two were together and on the ice, they had a higher, um, the team had more quality s- shooting attempts than when they were off the ice or than against, rather, comparing that to Ben Sherat, where it was, they were getting pounded in, it felt like. The wallman cider chemistry again we talked about it with the wallman stuff it can't be understated and then when it comes to his point totals, you know that's eight points less isn't really much to write home about. I feel because you're again with more cider it's great that he can get you 50 points. He did that in his rookie season it's great that he got 42 points. a defenseman who can get you half a point per game is actually pretty damn good regardless if it's eight points less than last year and the other thing too is Scotty the the, the production turned on. Um. once they they split up the pairings once cider paired with woman the production absolutely turned on for more at cider I, I, you mentioned it right what happened in January he gets scored what 12 points in January alone
1: yes well yeah so if you're if you're going just on like points and and we might even take a look at plus minus just because he's a defender and still not a great stat by any stretch of the imagination but uh it certainly kind of helps paint the picture here but if we just want to start with points, he Moritz Sider had 11, 12. He had 12 points on January 1st. So going into the new year, he had 12 points on the season. Then in January alone, he had 12 points. So he matched his season point total in a month that he had acquired over the first three months of the season. And then from then on out, while he didn't have another 12-point month, he had a six-point month in February, a nine-point month in March, and then a three-point month in just seven games in April. So like you're, you're talking about, uh, again, like 11, 12 total points in the first three months of the season, and then a, a significant uptick in point total what is that 30 ish mm-hmm. from january on through the end of the year and that's 3 months plus 7 games in april so it's almost split right in half not quite a little bit more in the second half but if if you prorate what he did from the Walman switch on over 82 you're talking about more points than last season even so like that's why i feel really good about about the the b grade because uh, if you're just looking at, you know, post Wallman switch, you're talking about a, a production uptick offensively that was probably even better than his, his you know, great rookie yeah.
0: year. And I mentioned the expected goals for percentage once they switched to Wallman being, you know, better above 50%, which you want to be rather than well below 50% when he was with Ben sherat But, you know, plus minus as well. Again, that's a team stat, but I do think it's pretty telling that, in those months where he was paired with Ben Sherratt, he was a minus thirteen. In the months when he was pl- paired with Jake Wallman, he was a plus two. So I mean, chemistry matters, and I know we spoke very highly of what Jake Wallman brought to every defensive pairing that he that happened. But I think it, in this case, Morris Sider brought just as much to the Jake Wallman pairing as Jake Wallman brought to that sure. pairing, um, and it was actually that. The Ben Chirac pairing with Moritz Sider, and I don't want to rag too much on Ben Chirac, was probably making him cover for Ben Chirac more than he had to. We could go; we, we could spend two whole segments on why Moritz Sider deserves the B, and I because I agree with you, he he gets a B in my book. And we could spend two whole segments talking about why the Ben sherat pairing didn't work out, and why the Jake Wallman top pairing yeah. did work out. And maybe, hey, maybe an offseason up. Ep- Off-season episode, we will talk about that. But for now, I'll wrap up my thoughts and just say that I agree. Everything considered, he gets a B because that second half of the season, he played so much better. Honestly, back to if not better than what we saw last year. Agreed. All right. So we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, Scotty, we'll talk about Alexander Nadelkovich. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about eBay Motors. you'll get back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right pri- right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motor, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items. Exclusions apply. Segment again. two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, you and I are talking about Alex Nadelkovich now, and this one is going to be not a fun conversation. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not. Alex last year with the Detroit Red Wings had a 901 save percentage at the end of the year. He had a great first half and a rocky second half. I think our expectations for him this year was for him to be consistent, prove that the first half goaltender was what he truly was. And we said a lot of things about workload, which I think are valid. I still think are true and may have played a role in why, Alex Nadelkovich last year kind of fell apart. We saw it a little bit with Ville Huso. Workload has a lot to do with it. And both those goaltenders hadn't played a full NHL season as a starting goalie. But this year, he just looked more like the second-half goalie in the 15 games that he did manage to play. And at one point, was sent down to the AHL. Actually, I think twice that happened. He was sent down to the Griffins mm-hmm. to get his game right. He had a conditioning stint, and then he just got sent down outright at one point. Um, and his save percentage this year fell to 895 with a 3.53 goals against and the 13th worst goal saved above expected at negative 6.91. Granted, that sample size is pretty small at 15 in comparison to Elvis Merzlinkus at 30, but a negative 26. But it all points to, well, this team maybe still wasn't the best defensively, he wasn't helping the situation either, Scotty. When you're talking about Nadalkovic, what kind of grade are you giving him?
1: Uh, I I find it based on our criteria, which is expectations going into the season. I find it pretty much impossible to not give him an F. Um. Yeah, I mean, we 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 can go back and, and listen to our preseason you know, expectations for the season and what we wanted to accomplish this year and what we thought of this hockey team. And one of the points that we continued to reiterate was how good the ceiling of this goalie duo was and how if we got like, really, really good Ned with the, an improved defense, still a, not a great defense, but an improved defense in front of him, he could really show out and, and be solid. And, and, I mean, at one point we were talking about Ned still being the 1A goalie on this team in August. Like, that was, that was you know, not a, a foregone conclusion. Like, obviously it ended up being one. But, like, you know, at least we forget – that there was a a legitimate point leading up to the season when we were trying to figure out who was going to get the more reps in net between the two of Husso and Ned. And so, uh, yeah, this was an absolute, like, failure as far as uh, if you're basing it off of what we expected out of him going into the season. Um, You're you're talking about the difference between we have our goalie tandem locked up for the next couple of seasons to the reality, which is – Ned's not going to be on this team Uh, he didn't even make it through the season and uh, well I mean he came back eventually but you get what I'm saying and uh, now this offseason he is not part of the Red Wings future plans whatsoever like he it's that's uh, a foregone conclusion and uh, everybody is is trying to figure out who the second goalie next fall is going to be. And it's no one on the, in this maybe entire organization right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another big part of it is this was a contract year for him. So and a lot of times in contract years, it's not a foregone conclusion either is that players tend to have some of their best seasons because they're trying to earn a contract. And he went out there and was more than underwhelming. It's like, just, it was, it was a downright, disappointing season from somebody who I was really excited about. And you're right. Our expectations for him was not only to solidify that the first half of last year was what he really was, but that he and Billy Husso could maybe sneakily be the best tandem in the NHL, not the best, but one of the best tandems in the NHL. And from game one, it just wasn't really there. It felt like, I think that first game he played was a, I think a five, three victory over the New Jersey devils. The Devils didn't have a lot of shots in that game, if I recall. And then out from out well, there, that was the
1: weird game where, I yeah, they it. dominated the possession. And that's where we kind of early on saw the writing on the wall of like everything. And we were like, I don't know how we won that hockey game, but we'll take it.
0: And it just, it never really came together for him. He put up a, a good game here and there, like the game against Carolina, for instance. I was at that game um, really? at LCA. He always plays
1: Carolina well.
0: Let me yeah, try. he plays them hard but it's just not consistent enough. And the, the, what was it? What did I say is eight, five, five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, eight, nine, five save percentage is just not going to cut it even as a backup in the NHL. Um, especially if a team's trying to like win a Stanley cup, you need a guy who can get you at least 900. So I don't know. It's disappointing for sure. And I'm right there with you. It's gotta be an F and. Uh, I just hate, I hate, hate, hate giving players Fs, but, there's just no for the record
1: just for uh just so that we can uh really highlight this his career numbers against the carolina hurricane or against the Her- carolina hurricanes wow wow um he has played them 5 times and has a 930 save percentage
0: yeah that's Sounds about right. He plays crazy good against the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know what it is. Well, I know exactly what it is. He's probably got a career 907
1: save percentage for what it's worth. And a goals goals against average of 2.96. So just under three. But the Hurricanes, he has a 930 and a 2.4.
0: So, yeah. And so, and his issues are a lot of the same issues that Magnus Halberg has, where it's an over reliance on athleticism. To try and bail him out of situations you where he's overly aggressive
1: him, a lot too. Yeah. That's
0: that exactly is what my point is. Like he is just overly aggressive in the net and he would have to rely on athleticism to try and get back into position. A lot of times it wouldn't happen. And there were some soft goals here and there too, but so did so and Hellberg. They all had the soft goals this season. Certainly. And this was a better team. Like that's the crazy part. Like last year he put a 911 safe percentage up and we were like, okay first year full workload this defense outside of siders ass well this year you got an improved defense you got olimata who i know we gave like a c plus but most of you guys gave a b which i'll talk about the how you guys are voted in segment three here but you got wallman you got ben charat who love him or hate him is an upgrade over most of the defenders you had last season Osterlay was still reliable. Hague was okay. Uh, he, he okay. He was okay. Um, but it's just this is an improved defensive core, and your numbers got worse. So it's just hard to do. Just hard to give anything but an F. I hate doing it, but it's hard to do anything but. I uh, so I put poll. I'm putting polls out there, guys. Now on Twitter, and I, I I will catch you up on what you guys voted on our previous episodes at the end of segment three. But for our purposes right now, you guys voted Alex Ndalkovich, and there's still, as of right now, there's still time left to vote. Even as this airs at midnight, there's still time left to vote. But right now, with 76 votes, 52% of you have given Alex Ndalkovich a D, and 43% of you have given him a C. Now, because it's a Twitter poll, you can only have four options, so I couldn't add F. And also, you can't add nuances like C-plus and D-minus, so this is a little less nuanced than what we grade players. Well, most of you guys are getting them an, removed a, a, a. <laughs> right? And just and gone BC.
1: on there and then said, if you vote a, please explain yourself.
0: Yeah. Because most of them, it says, if F explain below this one, it could have been like, if a below. Right. uh, so most of you guys have voted D right now, but I again, that take that with a grain of salt because of the fact that you can only do four options. Yeah, and wasn't it, an option for what it's worth more. cider. You guys have voted 55% B. So you're in line with Scotty and I on that poll. That's 142 votes. Uh 39% have given him an A. So if you kind of average that out, you're like a B plus. Range. Yeah, B
1: more. Yeah, B plus. Yeah.
0: And uh, and you know what? For what it's worth, the Alexandalkovich one, 43% said C. So really that's like a D plus.
1: And yeah, right now, but again, F wasn't an option.
0: F wasn't an option, but it just seems like if people are still voting C, then he might have still passed on the eyes of most people.
1: Yeah. But that average gets weighed down a lot if there's some F's in there.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, Scotty, we'll head to segment three, and when we come back, we'll talk about Adam Ernie, the dog. The dog. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, Adam Ernie, you know what's funny is when we were about to record, I I looked you in the eyes and I go, what were even our expectations for Adam Ernie this season? Like, how do you – that he's going to be really hard to grade because I can't even recall – what our expectations for Adam Ernie was. And I think that is what the expectation was. Yes. It's just like, be a body. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so- and, and
1: you know, I, I, yeah, I don't think anyone was, uh, was going into the season and was expecting like a huge point total from Adam Ernie, but uh, I, I don't like, Just yeah, just be a body. I guess that kind of has a negative connotation, but like for this team, when it's injury woes, like it certainly wasn't. You know, we got playing time out of Ernie, which is more than a lot of other people could say. But the biggest thing for me, and the reason why I am going to go with a C plus for Adam Ernie, is because this team had zero physicality and. Adam Ernie should not be your most physical player on your team. That is not good, but I'll be darned if he wasn't. Uh, So all respect to Adam Ernie. Um, What do you have, like 12 points?
0: No, he had 18, which is just too shy of his team. He's actually been very consistent across his career. He's been a 15 to 20 point player like almost every single year. So there you go. He did exactly what
1: he is in line to do year in and year out as far as points total go. Almost had a 10 and 10 season. There you go. A couple of goals away from that. Um, And yeah, actually gave this team again, like not high-end, like, insane enforcer levels of physicality. But, like, we always joked, like, led the team in hits. Like, when he was up there the entire season, like, he at least provided something that this team lacked uh, and, and at least tried to be. I mean, he, toward the end of the season, got a little scuffle there. Uh Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about a, a C plus, Like, point total in production, exactly what we're used to and and provided a little bit of something that the team really lacked, no matter how effective or ineffective it was.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give him a C just a straight C because yeah. it, it, most of the reasons why you said the same thing, but for me, he's exactly what you expected. His point totals were the same playing bottom six. He plays with an edge. Uh, like you said, leads the team in hits. There were times where he was the odd man out and got sent down to Grand Rapids in favor of other players who could maybe make the team better. He was the second worst player on the team and all the possession metrics. So, he had a 40% expected goals, 4 percentage at even strength, which is brutal. So, when he was on the the ice, the team got shot on more than shot the puck, which is not great when you want to win hockey games. But this is a bottom six winger. Like, I'm not going to overly criticize and critique Adam Ernie for doing exactly what you expect Adam Ernie to do. And um, this was, his, I believe, the final year of his contract as well. So I I would be surprised if they bring him back with the amount of guys that they have yeah, about I, to come I up.
1: Can't imagine they do.
0: But you know what? He's a C because he gave you exactly what you expected out of Adam Ernie. This this was an Adam Ernie season all the way through, and I love him to death. For you know, again, there was is a little bit of a negative connotation by saying he's a body, but we were just kind of joking with that. He. Exactly gave you what you need. You got what
1: you signed up for.
0: Yes, which was Adam Ernie.
1: Which and was Adam, Adam Ernie. Dang and you right. got Adam Ernie. Dang so,
0: right. Yeah, that one's that was a quick, easy breakdown. Uh Scotty. What did, well, the did people you read? Have to what say?
1: the people said. Yeah, for let's Ernie? do
0: that. Adam Ernie, forty-five percent say he gets a D. Forty-four percent says he gets. I'm sorry, forty-four says he gets a D. Forty-five percent says he gets a C. So one percent difference between. C and D for what it's worth he does have 4% A votes yeah because that's the dot yeah also right now the votes sit at 69 so I can't not mention that but because I'm a child
1: you are a child yep no. uh, but Correct.
0: I guess that would average out to be like what a C minus it's pretty evenly split between C and D for him yeah but well again
1: so, I, I I'm our grading scale again is based off preseason expectations and I everybody's going to have their own arbitrary way of grading everybody yeah. in their own head That doesn't equate to that so yeah I mean I obviously he had 18 points like <laughs> obviously that's not a that's that's yeah he's not uh not setting the world on fire production wise but if I I think if you're going based on what you expected out of him going into the year I I think it's uh, it's pretty hard to go
0: lower than a C. You got pretty much exactly what you signed up for. Absolutely. So let's go over what you guys voted the players get graded from our previous episodes. I'm just going to kind of rapid fire this off here for you. Dylan Larkin with 155 votes, 69% of you voted A. And set 27% voted B, 4% voted C. So A wins by a landslide, which is correct. Anyone who disagrees is wrong um objectively don't okay. like it's an a <laughs> magnus helberg 52 percent of you voted c 39 percent of you voted d those are the two highest pick ones so i would probably say around a c minus again f wasn't an option but i think we gave them we gave him a d so that's fair yeah. I, mean, um, I did c-
1: b plus and you did d if yeah. i remember correctly
0: so c wins for magnus helberg duty according to you guys uh, Gustav Lindstrom, 80% of you gave a D and again, F was not an option. So maybe that would have been different if F was an option, but 80% of you guys voted D sure have been. for Gustav Lindstrom. I really wish they would let you have five options so you could do a, B, C, D, F, but they don't let you. Thanks, Elon. Um, <coughs> Philip Zadina. <laughs> Philip, <laughs> Philip Zadina, 56% of you gave him a C while 35% of you guys gave him a D. So a little bit more forgiving than Scotty and I were on that. Uh, Scotty well, gave him a C-minus. Yeah, Scotty gave him a C-minus. I gave him a D.
1: Yeah. Dominic Even Kubelik, though you're the Zadina guy of the two of us.
0: Well, I'm a Zadina rooter. I root for him, but like I'm also objective, or I try to be objective. Sometimes I'm not, but I try to be. Uh, Dominic Kubalik 70% of you gave him a B. That is a B if I've ever seen one. Yeah. 23% of you said C. That was the second most picked result. And that is in line with what we gave him. I gave him, we both gave him solid B's. So yeah, like right in line with what we thought. Uh Olimata, sixty-six percent of you guys thought Olimata deserved a B. Well, twenty-three percent of you thought he deserved an A, the second most picked option. So, but with sixty-six percent being a B, that's like a solid, solid B. So people yeah. a little bit more um Happy with Oli Mata's season this year than we were, which is perfectly fair and valid, I think. Um, you yeah, I mean, you
1: that, 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 I, we openly admitted that was kind of a tough one to defensemen in general, are I think, are a little more difficult, but um, I, I think Mata was a really weird kind of like nebs and flow season. So, yeah. Well, and a
0: lot of I, I read the comments and people brought up some really good points as to why you should grade them higher. And I can't disagree. It's again, no, it's no. all arbitrary and subjective, right? So if you want to give him a B that's there's fair. nothing
1: I love more than hearing the viewpoint of someone that disagrees with me on like something like that.
0: As long as it's like,
1: well, yeah, be respectful. Yeah. Like that's the whole point, but yeah, like that, that's a, that's fascinating to me. So somebody yeah, tells, uh,
0: absolutely. Somebody calls Scotty an effing idiot. And he goes, thank you. I appreciate that opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, Jake Wallman. This was like the biggest consensus out of anyone. 90% of you voted A, wow. 10% of you voted B. No one voted below that. Yeah, so that's good. that A plus is staying strong. Yeah. Uh, Joe Valeno got 51% B and 41% C. That one actually that surprises me.
1: me a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I was actually kind of astounded he got a B, and I don't know if that's because, again, you couldn't vote F, so maybe some of those votes would have gone elsewhere. But with only 5% going to D, I would it imagine, feels yeah, like...
1: I, I don't think anyone was going F, yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels like B is probably what he was going to get and that does surprise me. Yeah, uh, me and too. then Alex Chason, the final guy we did yesterday. You guys were split on Chason. So get this, Scotty. He got 37% B, 37% C, 22% A and 4% D. So the wow. same percentage All over for- the board. Yeah, I mean, if we're trying to be Thirty-seven percent got B, thirty-seven percent got C, the same amount, but because twenty-two percent got A, we'll lift that average up a little bit and say you yeah. got a B minus by
1: you guys. Yeah, it's some somewhere around there. I think would yeah. be the average. Yeah.
0: Um, and both of us gave him a what was it? I have it written. I think B plus B. B plus for you, B for me. Yeah. And uh, both of us, for the record, gave Valeno a C minus. Yeah. So. That was how you guys voted in this episode, Scotty. NFL draft.
1: I'm nervous. I mean, by the time the people are listening to this, day one's going to be over. So,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know who they should. T- I don't know. I don't want them to take a cornerback. I really don't want them to take a cornerback. They at might six at they, six. I don't. Want
1: them. They really like that uh, that Witherspoon kid from Illinois. If if we get Will Anderson, I'm crying. Like I'm. If Will yeah, Anderson I mean. falls to six, I'm bawling. My. Oh, I just gotta. Thing while we were on air here that the titans are trying to trade up to three now which could open the door for like almost all quarterbacks like taken well four or five positions like quarterbacks taken before us which would kind of open the door for will anderson to get drafted here i know a lot of people have concerns about Jalen carter it's gonna be a gonna be a heck of a night some uh some gm said he expects it to be one of the most unpredictable and like wild drafts ever so
0: I mean, Houston is like got minus odds on Will Anderson. So I don't think you're going to, again, those could be wrong, but usually there's three. I think I heard on the radio. They're definitely going to
1: be in the running for a quarterback, though. The Lions,
0: you think? At six? Who? You said the Texans. Oh, okay. I thought you said the Lions were going to go after a quarterback. Oh,
1: no. I don't, I mean, that's like not completely off the table, but, I, but no, I don't, I don't think they're going six. for a quarterback.
0: No. Not at six, I don't think. Um,
1: to, yeah, trade up or like Richardson falls to six, and they're just like, yeah, we like him. Yeah, but I don't see
0: it. that happen. All right, Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, Monday. There you go. I'm, getting, I'm in a habit. That's what I'm in right now. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.